Glad you're here. Darling of heaven, crucified. Powerful, powerful song. Um, this past Wednesday night, I had an opportunity to start. Um, you know, since I've been here, it's been hard to get into communities with COVID and everything that's going on, masks, social distancing, and things like that. And it's haven't been able to. We haven't been able to go in any other time that I've ever gone anywhere. I mean, you go in, you start visiting the communities, you start visiting people and going in, and, and we haven't been able to do those things. It's just a different world. And this past Wednesday night, there in the office, we've been working on, a, and, and again, this isn't all of them, this isn't every name, but these are subdivisions. These are all the subdivisions from, if you headed south on 43, just what, mile, two miles down the road there at the Dollar General, the red light, that's from the red light north, coming back this way, all the subdivisions, all the way up to up 43 a piece, up 69 a piece, up around Forest Glen, up in that area, around, and all the subdivisions, all the amounts of them, like how many is in them, take for example, like Carrollwood or Huntington Meadows, Huntington Place, Clear Creek, Meadow Lake, all those, lots of them, fronts and back. And what we did this past Wednesday night is, and I want you all to see this, if you're praying for a community, stand up. If you're praying for a subdivision, stand up. This is the group that was here this past Wednesday night, and what I did is I basically, I started over here, and wherever somebody was sitting, I just went around and I said, Stewart Park, Moores Bridge, Smithfield Gardens, the Terrace at Northport, Tom Montgomery, Lake Sherwood, so these are a bunch of folks all the way around, everybody Everybody got them, and we did them, I think, three or four times each. Everybody has subdivisions. So we're praying for our community. We're praying for the people out there that, um, I don't know, by, by November, by the end of November, 1st of December, I'm hoping by the end of November, we're going to have touched each one of those houses some 3,000 or so houses in our area, in our community, we're calling it. We're going to go this afternoon looking at the weather. God's clearing up the weather for us at 2 o'clock. We're going to be here. I need you to come. We'll talk about it. We're going to go, and we're going to, we're going to go into the community, and we're going to get, pass out bags. We're going, to, we're going to knock on doors, and if they're there, give them to them. Hey, we're out in the community, just loving on the community. Just want you to know we're from Chapel Hill. We're here. Love to have you. A little, little, little gift. Y'all, y'all come if you have a church stay. If you don't, love to have you. If they're not there, then that's fine. Leave it on the door handle. And that's what we're going to do this evening at 2 o'clock. We're, we're praying ahead. We're, it's our community that God has us planted right here. This is where we are. And you say, who's going? Everybody's invited. There's a bunch of you in here. There's this many in here the first service. There's this many in here the second service. There's a lot of folks here. Because we have lots of places. If you live in a community, if you live in a subdivision, or you live down a road, if you live on 43 or 69 or just off on a road, you're not in a community, Pray for your neighbors. Start praying for your neighbors. Praying for them. Because here's the deal. We don't know where they spend eternity. We don't know their soul's condition. We don't know, we don't know where they stand. And, and my thing is, we're trying to let them know, to let the world know, to let the people here know that, hey, we love you. If you got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me 
Turn with me over to John and John. Your, his mission is our mission, y'all. What he started, we're to continue. The work that he's doing, the work that he done, we're to continue doing that work. His mission is our mission. It's your mission. Ty and I went back and forth this morning when I said, hey, his mission is our mission. His mission is your mission. He's like, which one is it? I'm like, it's both. It's ours and yours. I stand up here as, a, as all of us, it's ours, but it's, it's yours and 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 each one of our mission, the one that he started. Look at this, it's interesting. In John chapter 3, very familiar passage. We all know in the story, Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Jesus has started his earthly ministry. He is doing, he is, we've seen him do the miracle there at the wedding in Cana. And again, uh, the writers at the end of John, he says, look, if, if we had written down everything that Jesus did, he said, I'd say the whole earth could not hold the volumes. Can you imagine if every person wrote down the impact? Can you imagine if every person wrote down what Jesus did for them? Here, word of his fame, the word of him had, had spread, and Nicodemus slips away, beginning in verse 1. It says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him, unless God has sent him, unless God is, is on him. And here's, here, here's what's happened. Nicodemus, not wanting to get, to get in trouble by his other Pharisee brothers, he slips over to see Jesus at night, and he just, he just wants to know what he's about. He's just wanting to find out. I don't know, I, I always want to visualize him as, hey, show me a trick. You know, one of the kings there toward the end of Jesus, he's brought before him and he's like, hey, goody, goody, I've been wanting to meet him, show me something. Everybody wanted something from him. This is Nicodemus come to him and he had heard, that, hey, for you to do all this, there's got to be something special about me. Tell, show me, tell me, tell me what's going on here. And notice how Jesus swips Flip, flips the switch on him. Nicodemus is talking in one direction. Nicodemus, Nicodemus would have been like this. This is the way I explained it earlier. You know, uh, Nicodemus would have gone up to Nick Saban and said, Saban, tell me, tell me about the ball game. How do you win so much? How do you just seem to know how to get into the other coaches' heads? How do you know how to call the right play? How do you get all those five-star recruits? How do you do it, Saban? Tell me about it. And notice, notice, that's sort of the concept of what's going on here. You know, if we're not careful, that's where we'll leave our conversations. Crazy game last night. Auburn won another one. Y'all stayed up for it. You know it. Secret Auburn fans. Um, but that's what we do. We talk about that type of stuff. We talk about the ball games, the football, the hunting, the fishing. But notice what Jesus did. Here comes Nicodemus, slips to him, and Jesus, verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's not what Nicodemus asked. But that's what Nicodemus needed. 
That's not the question. The question was, hey, tell me. You, you've got to. Look at exactly what he says. This man came to Jesus by night. Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless, the, unless God is with him. Nicodemus is looking over here, and Jesus is like, no, you got to be born again. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He wasn't here to have conversations. He wasn't here to build buildings. He wasn't here to, to, to make a name for himself. No, he was here to be all about the Father's business and making the kingdom go forth. That's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do. Church, that's the mission of the church. The mission, our mission should not. If, if our mission ever looks anything other than Jesus, is we're wrong and he's right. Our mission can never be anything other than what Jesus was about. Jesus wasn't about social stuff. He was about, hey, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's the, that's the conversation. That's, that's our responsibility, church, as we walk into the room and we, walk, we shift it by words. We interject, we allow the Spirit of God to open up those doors of opportunity and we step right into them, not with, hey, did you see that game last night? Yes, that's the cool thing. Yes, that's the normal thing. But that's what Nicodemus was wanting to talk about. And Jesus taught us that, hey, unless a person is born again, you are not going to enter the kingdom of God. Go with me over. Going to a lot of places this morning. A lot of reading. Go to uh, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Beginning in verse 35. Matthew 9.35. Beginning there. It says Jesus was going through all the cities and villages. Teaching in the synagogues. And proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every kind of disease. And every kind of sickness. And seeing the Who? Seeing the large buildings, seeing the wealth, seeing the, the power. See, Jesus didn't look, Jesus didn't care what your, what your title was. Seeing the people. Seeing people, because people is where souls are. People are what's going to die and either spend eternity in heaven or hell. People and seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Send out workers to have a conversation about what? About how the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, you got to repent and believe. Hey, if you're not born again, you're not going to see the kingdom of heaven. And you say, hey, uh, that's your responsibility, preacher. Cameras are always on. Cameras are rolling. This is streaming to YouTube. This is streaming to Facebook. This is streaming out there all over. You, you can watch this on the other side of the world right now. What about the harvest, church? 
that's right at our feet in our back door in the shadow of our very own steeple. We, I mentioned this the other night, we're so, we're not careful, we're so, hey, we're, we're doing this, our church is doing this, we're, we're in Ecuador, we're doing missions, we're doing shoeboxes, and we're out there on the, in the uttermost parts and the far reaches, and we totally forget those people that we bump into on a daily basis. We totally miss their, our neighbors, we totally miss our coworkers, our classmates. Because we assume... We assume, some, we assume everybody knows this. We assume everybody's already okay. We assume everybody's got their own. Here, I mean, I get it. I, I live in the same 2021 that you live in. I live in the same world to where Jesus ain't cool. I live in the same world to where religion is just well, it's taboo. You know, I can, we can have our opinion on everything and we can disagree on anything, but when it comes to Spiritual things, we lock down, we lock up. wonder why that is. Most important thing, the mission, the conversation. I mean, Nicodemus come to any one of us and what are we going to do? We're just going to talk to him about the weather. We're going to talk to him about the kids. We're going to talk to him about the new house. We're going to talk to him about our cars. We're going to talk to him about politics. Yeah, we're going to talk to him about, wow, we want Trump back. We're going, we want Obama back. That's the cool things. But where did Jesus go? Jesus felt compassion over people because they were lost. And they weren't going to enter the kingdom unless they're born again. Go with me over to Mark. That's what I read in Mark. This is where I was this past Wednesday night. Mark chapter 4. I'm going to read this. This is the parable. Of the sower and the seeds. You know, so many people don't talk to folks because they don't want to be rejected. They don't that they, they feel like if they feel like if they reject my message, then they're rejecting me. Do you realize when they reject the gospel, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting God. It's not you they're saying no to, it's God they're saying no to. And our responsibility is not to, to do anything but to go and tell. Look at this. And he was teaching them many things. Verse 2 of chapter 4 of Mark. He was, he was teaching them many things in parables. And he was saying to them in his teaching, listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately... It sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched. Because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And he was saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. As soon as he was alone... His followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parable. And he was saying to them, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables, so that while seeing they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand. Otherwise they might return and be forgiven. Listen. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? 
how we understand all the parables. Verse 14, the sower sows the word. That's us. Sunday, Wednesday night's title of the message was, You are the sower. We're the sowers. We're the heralds of the gospel. We're the good news bearers. We are, we are the, the sources that God uses to take the truth to a lost and dying world. And I'm not just talking about to the uttermost part. I'm talking about to our Jerusalem, which we walk in and out of every single day of our life. And, and the problem is we're assuming that somebody else is telling them. We're assuming that there's somebody else going to come along or, or they'll figure it out or they'll somehow, they'll somehow get that message. When here's the thing, it's not just in a foreign country that this may be the only blue shirt that walks down this road or walks down this hall or walks into this office or, or has, this, has the Spirit of God impressing on me to have that conversation at that moment. Here's what we think. We think that there'll be another blue shirt behind us. Oh, well, God will just use somebody else. God will send somebody else. This ain't a sermon, y'all. This, this ain't a sermon. This is... This ain't one of those sermons that you walk out the door and uh, I had them do it first service. And I said the same exact thing. And you know what? Good sermon. They walked out the door and they said, good sermon. I'm like, this ain't a sermon. This is a rah-rah. This is a get up. You're, we we, we got to get up and be the church. This is a, hey, you're a Christian. You got to go be a Christian at school, at college, you collegey people. In work, and you, you teachers, you workers, whether you're in a hospital or a nursing home or, a, or an office or a school or something, you've got to be the church right there. And we can't assume that every one of those people that we come in contact with are just going to get it or are getting it from somebody else. Because church is so... Everybody ain't going to church, y'all. Everybody ain't going. Everybody's, there's a lot of lost people around us. There's a lot of lost people around us. Take your Bible. Keep your finger right there. Some of you watch the screen and don't even look at the Bible. What if they put the wrong thing up? Turn in your Bible. Take your Bible. Take your flipper that's right there. You remember you bring it to church? Take your Bible. Some of you's ready. Waiting on the rest of the story. I got you. The rest of you that ain't. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 21. Don't even put it on the screen. Make them work for it. Don't miss nothing. I could be telling you wrong. I'm reading a lot. How do you know it's right? Because you got the screen. Scariest verse. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. 
Listen to this. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? That's a churchy thing. You're not prophesying in schools and prophesying in meals and prophesying. No, that's a churchy thing. And in your name cast out demons. That's not happening in the world. That's a churchy thing. And in your name perform many miracles. See, that's another churchy thing. Didn't we do a, a lot of churchy things? Didn't we look really spiritual, Jesus? Didn't we have our spiritual hat on? Didn't we do it, Lord? Let me read it again now. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Now, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons? And in your name perform many miracles? And I will declare to them... To who is them? Churchy looking folks that prophesied and did miracles and cast out demons but did not have a relationship with Christ Jesus. And then he'll say to them, Depart from me, I never knew you. When Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's what it's talking about. They're spiritually dead. There's no rebirth. There's no newness of life. There's no transformation. There's no spirit indwelling change. Depart from me, because I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. So we do a dangerous thing when we assume so much. Preacher, why? Because this should be preached all the time. Isn't there 66 other books? Yeah, there is, but that's what he came preaching. You've got to be born again. You've got to be born again, and when you get born again, God starts doing stuff, and God will use you. You gotta care. Look, look. Back to Mark. Back to Mark. Remember your finger turn back over there. Verse verse 14. Mark 4 14. The sower sows the word. Remember, you are the sower. We're the sowers. You and I are the sowers. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown, and when they hear immediately, Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In a similar way, these are the ones whom the seed was sown on the rocky place, whom, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but only temporary. Then, when afflictions and persecutions arises because of the word, immediately they fall away, and others are the ones who, when the seed is sown among the thorns, these are the ones who hear the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of the riches and the desires of other things enter and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones whom the seed was sown on the good soil and they hear the word and they accept it and bear fruit, some thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. You know what you're not responsible for the soil? You're not responsible for the soul's response. You're not responsible for the soul getting it. You're not responsible to 
We just sow. We just sow the seed. We just sow the truth. We just, Nicodemus came, hey, you got to be from God. There's, there's got to be something special. And Jesus was like, look, you must be born again. So many people don't want to be rejected. They're not rejecting us. They're rejecting Him. They're not rejecting us. They're rejecting the one who's offered them hope. Two stories I want us to look at. Two stories in Scripture. Go over to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Wish I could say more about him, but all I know is he's the rich young ruler. Wish I could tell the rest of the story, but I can't. Matthew 19, beginning in verse 16. And someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good things shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? A lot of people want to know that answer. Tell me what I got to do. What I got to change, got to quit. What I need to quit. Go on and tell me, preacher, I've heard this many times. Go on and tell me the list of things I got to stop so I can get myself straight. Has nothing to do with any of that. It's not you stopping anything. It's about you meeting someone. You ain't got to stop nothing. Just meet somebody and let him, let him start cleaning it out. Let him start rooting it out. Let him start transforming you from the inside. He said to him, why are you asking me about what is good? There's only one who is good, but if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, all these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? And Jesus said to him, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. What was his, remember what was his question? What, what good thing must I do to be saved? Jesus just told him. Jesus just told him. But when the young man heard this, verse 22, when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. Jesus was rejected. Jesus was rejected. You know, a lot of folks think, well, he's God, he's perfect, there's no way he can mess up. Rich young ruler walked away, he hung his head and walked away. Never, never in the rest of these 66 books do we ever read that the rich young ruler ever came back and repented. We never get the story of the rich young ruler coming and and saying, hey Jesus, I did exactly what you said and now I am following you. I have surrendered my life. I have given up this stuff that I had lifted up and thought it made me who I was. And I surrendered it all and I laid it at your feet and I give it to your kingdom. And here I am following you. He never did that. We, we study about a guy, a rich young ruler, that... All we know is that rich young ruler, you know where he is right now? Hell. He looked at the Savior and said, what can I do? And the Savior told him to follow me and he rejected him. Jesus didn't send him, he rejected him. 
Jesus didn't do that to him. He chose to reject him. They're not rejecting us. They're rejecting him. Look, look at another one. Look over at uh, Luke chapter 19. I like how the 19s are there. Easy to find in your Bible. Y'all hear that? I hear them paging. They don't trust you no more, Ty. Luke 19, beginning in verse 1. He entered Jericho and he was passing through. And there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. And he was a chief tax collector. And he was rich. Two stories. Both rich men. Both, both very similar. Both were very rich men. How do you know, preacher? The Bible says it. I don't make this stuff up. I just... And Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was. Very familiar with Nicodemus. What's this all about? Okay? Was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. Gladly. Four soils. He received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, he's gone to be in the guest of a man who's a sinner. And look at this. Look at verse 8. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of all my possessions I will give to the poor. Totally different than the rich young ruler. Both meet Jesus, one responds with his head hung and walks away and enters into a devil's hell, and the other one is transformed. And look at what happens. He just meets him and behold, Lord, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give it back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. And look at verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He was far away and God brought him near. He was hopeless, headed toward a devil's hell, and he met Christ and God radically saved him. We can't control the response. We can just control ourselves. We can't control what people say to us. We can just control how obedient we are going to be to Him. We're, we're going to... We have 3,000 or so houses and they won't all be blue bags because these are expensive bags. Everybody don't get the Aldi bag. What are they going to do with all this stuff on the inside? I don't know. They're going to get a cup. They're going to get some pens. They're going to get some candy. They're going to get some information about us. They're going to get a little thing. They can click on their phone and they can watch and see me talking to them. They're going to get information about the church. And here's the thing. There's lots of, lots of things we could do, but I, I don't know how to do them. I don't know how to get... In front of every person, cameras are rolling. 
Cameras are live. If you're out there, we'd love to show you more about Christ. You're invited. Okay, I've invited them. And you've invited them, right? The answer should be, yes, preacher, I've invited them. Some of you ain't. And you know it. And you wonder. You wonder. But the best we know, we're going to stick. Uh, this is what I did the first service, and I think this, uh, this, uh, this may work for y'all. Someone may work up, walk up today and see this this afternoon. We're going to try to stick this on all the neighborhoods. And God's clearing the skies. I didn't look at the weather and He's made the sky clear. And, and y'all need to help us. Y'all got to help us. Show up here a little before 2 o'clock. Rob and Casey and Josh and Emma is going to send y'all out in different places. We're going to Stewart Park and Moore's Bridge Point and Moore's Bridge Townhouses, Townhomes and Smithfield Gardens and the Terrace at North Creek and Tom Montgomery in Lake Sherwood and Sunrise Circle. And there may be folks that get this and they look in it and they like, forget that, throw that in the garbage. What in the world is this? They may eat this sucker because they like grape. And they may throw that to their friend. And they may give their wife a pen and their kid a piece of candy and they may throw that over there to an Alvarez. And they're going to throw that away and they may use that at Aldi's. And this may, this may wind up anywhere. This may wind up anywhere. I like grapes. So I don't even like that one. What's that? Yeah, no, somebody got the pineapple. I don't like the pineapple. Here's the thing, y'all. This could show up in a kid's room, kitchen table. This could show up on the dash. This could show up in the bathroom. This could show up beside the bed in the bedroom. What's that? Well, this says our sin separates us from God. And this said Jesus paid the debt for our sins. And this said Jesus, Jesus died on the cross and buried in a tomb. And he's risen and he's... Jesus is the way, and trust only in Jesus. It says, the penalty for sin is eternal separation from God, but Jesus offers you the free gift of eternal life with God. We need to accept this gift God offers. The way we demonstrate our faith in Jesus Christ is by trusting in Him alone for complete payment of our sin. The Bible says that our sin is removed through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Look, it says right here, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. If you're trusting in Christ for your salvation, tell God by praying something like this. And, and this is what it says. It says, Dear God, thank you for loving me. I confess that I have sinned against you. I believe that your son Jesus died on a cross to pay for my sin. And that you raised him from the dead. I trust Jesus alone to forgive me. To take away my sins. I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your gift of eternal life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What if one person gets saved? What's the value of a soul?
would you put on yours? What about your kids? What about your grandkids? What about your coworker? What about a spouse? That was the mission Jesus came to do. To seek and to save that which was lost. To tell people that, hey, Nicodemus wanted to talk about things. And Jesus was like, you got to be born again. You know what this community needs to hear? They need to hear that you've got to be born again. Yeah, we love them, and yeah, we have a community of like-minded believers that we want to worship together, and we just want to fellowship and do ministry and, and, and love Christ together and get to know Him together. And, and we're that type place that we want you to be a part of. But most importantly, more than any of that touchy-feely stuff, you've got to be born again. You must be born again. Can't get them all through them doors. So we got to go to where they're at. That's what we're doing this afternoon. That's what we're doing on Sunday evenings for a while. That's what we're going to be doing during the week times. And you'll be in the loop and you'll, be, you'll know when to come. Just come. I can't make you. I won't be there today. Wendy and I was about to go home and I'm going to... Change clothes real quick and throw our bags in the car and we go and we got a conference. Got to catch a plane. We got a conference we'll be at all week long. But you know what? There'll be a whole group of folks in that foyer this evening because God's going to clear the rain. And you know what? If y'all get here at 2 o'clock or 1.45 and all of y'all are in there and y'all got all them blue bags around and the bottom drops out, sit in there and have, a, have, a, have just a worship service. Praise God. Because you know what? We can't control their response out there. But we can tr- control our obedience. A sower sows the word. And you never know what spot, what spot that piece of paper literally right there could wind up at. And who in the world knows what God could do with that. I want us to stand up and I want Casey to sing over us. Can you sing over us? He can do it. I want y'all to, I want y'all to bow your heads as he's going to sing this song. Y'all just bow your heads. Enter into a time of prayer. Listen to what he's, listen to the words of this song. I love this song. Y'all bow your heads. you and God.
Father God, as you hear the prayers, as you hear the prayers of your saints around this room, Lord, I God, just listen to their prayers. Listen to their confession, their pleas, their repentance, their requests. Got a good group in here this morning, and I don't know where they all are. I don't know I don't know what they're dealing with at home, what they're dealing with at work or school, relationship problems and financial and work and life problems, whatever it is, Lord. Lord, have your way in us. Lord, have your way in us. God, we get that we've got to be born again. We get it, and God, we praise you for Jesus. We praise you for the hope that is only found in Him. Lord, we pray for every person that we come in contact with. We pray, Lord, for every community, for every subdivision, for every house, whether it's a brick house or a wood house or a trailer house, Lord. We pray that if it's on a lot of land or got houses right up next to it, Lord, we pray for every family Every mom and daddy, boy and girl, Lord, every husband, wife, every single person, every widow person, Lord, every person in all these homes up and down these streets, God, right here in our community and wherever we have an influence, wherever, God, you send us, Lord, here we are, send us. God, we'll go, send me, I'll go. Send me, I'll go. Lord, that's the mission. That's the purpose, that's the vision, that's the direction, that's the, the goal. Not to be seen, not to be heard, not to be made much of, not to be, God, but to make much of you.